On this episode of Sam Chance Boxing, guys, we're going to take a look back at the two big fights that happened this past weekend. Also, we're going to take a look ahead at Inoue fighting this weekend. Not the one that you think, but little Inoue. This plus Cody Crowley finally getting his chance at a world title. All this and so much more on this episode of Sam Chance Boxing. So strap in and thank you for letting us into your ears. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sam and Chance Boxing. I am your host, Bobby Sampson. Joined with my man, Mr. Chance Michaels. Mr. Michaels, happy Thursday. How are you, sir? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? I can't complain, man. Everything is beautiful. Uh, here we are. The weekend is quickly fast approaching. Um, we got some boxing. We got some wrestling. We got some UFC fight night. So the weekend's shaping up pretty nicely. Um for four events, man, yeah, I can't complain. I mean, it's it's always good, right? I mean, there's always something happening on the weekend, it seems like. Always, always something. Always something. And uh, shout out to our partners who allow us to go and watch all these things on a consistent basis. So, yeah, I mean, it takes a family to run these shows, brother, it feels like sometimes. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Fantastic. All right. Why don't we get right to what we want to talk about? Let's get right into Foster Nova that happened this Friday night, last past Friday night. Uh, it was a top ranked card. Um, you're, 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 uh, one second here. Here we go. With your thoughts on the match, man. Well, it was a good match. The whole top rank card was solid. All the prospects were displayed here. It was free fights on ESPN or TSN. Um, it was a really good fight. Uh, some people were booing the decision. I thought Foster won. I thought he edged it out, but it was a good battle back and forth. Um, obviously, Bruce Carrington stole the whole show with that knockout. In the fourth um, round? Yeah, that was insane. I, I know he wasn't fighting the most highest level competition in Torres, but still, he's a young up-and-comer. But... Uh, Foster won the fight. It was competitive. You know, Nova held his own, but um, it was a good, I was more excited about the undercard fights in this fight, actually. But just good to see all the young guys, prospects up and coming. Tom, top rank is loaded from top to bottom. Um, they're stacked, and it was a great, great night of boxing. And I think the best card of the year so far, all the years have started. Um, but yeah, I know Foster deserved the win, and he had a close fight. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, well, for, I mean, first things first, I mean, Foster admitted he had a really, really bad weight cut. Um, and, you know, and that probably cost him. And this is the issue I have with this. Now they brought him on top rank. Bob brought him on because Navarrete was going to move up and wait. So this guy was supposed to be their star at 130, but he's having a hard time with this. So even he said like, no excuses. He didn't have the best performance of his life and no disrespect to Nova. Nova did what he was supposed to do. He got in there. And, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't be, a, I would not have been surprised if Nova had won the match. I don't think well, that's what it's funny when Foster said that yeah, you didn't have the best performance of your life because Nova's such a good fighter. He wasn't allowing you to do what you wanted to do. So exactly. That's what I'm saying. Nova held his own and fought a real good fight. No, hundred percent. I, I, I completely agree with yeah. you. Right. So it could have gone either way, but that being said, I think that 
I think Nova had this fight pretty much, you know, in his grasp up until the sixth round. And that's when you started to see Foster kind of coming out and kind of picking his shots and kind of getting into a flow. But it took him a little while to get there. Not the performance that we were expecting from Foster and maybe not the performance we were expecting from Nova. But Nova fought the right fight. He fought. He took his shots. He moved out of the way. He wouldn't let him set up. He kept moving. Right. Um, You know, we're we're where Foster probably, you know, finally started going southpaw a little bit to confuse him, and that kind of got there. But you could also see that Nova was starting to get tired as well. It was. So, yeah. You know, here's the question now. Is this going to work for Foster? Can he maintain 130? He's a pretty big boy for 130. I mean, if you look at him, right? I mean, his frame, I think, has a hard time dealing with that. So going forward, let's see. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, Foster won. I think it was the right call. I mean, at the end of the day. Yeah, it was. Have- Close, though. He had the better punches. He was more precise. Uh, that being said, that's completely opposite of what happened into the next fight that we're going to go into here. But overall, the card was great. Bruce Carrington, superstar in the making. And you're right, my friend. I think right now the best prospect pool in boxing top rank. is top rank, man. And then those cards, you had Abdullah Mason, you have Tiger Smith, you have Bruce Carrington, Yushu himself, and a lot Davis. Yeah, Keyshawn Davis as well. And a lot of people are saying that Bruce Carrington, he's not a prospect anymore. He should be fighting for a title in his next couple of fights. He needs to fight better competition. Like what, he, what that KO did to Torres is insane, but he needs to yeah. step up a level competition. And well, I think he finally does, but he needs that, to now. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think I would keep him as part of that prospect pool anymore because he kind of he he introduced himself to the world. Oh, yeah. That promo that he cut at the end. Hey, guys, go back. If not, you know, watch the fight, but watch his post-fight uh, interview. And it, it was Ali-esque. I'll leave yeah, it at that. He's, a, he's a good kid because I heard him on the I heard him on Sirius XM. Actually, right after the next day, he's by chance. He's very humble. He's very nice. He has a tough background. His, his brother got killed in gang shootings, and he grew up very poor. And, you know, but, yeah, he's very nice, very humble, very reasonable. I don't mean this in any disrespect. Came across as a good guy. I don't mean this with any disrespect to any warrior out there, but man, tell me a story that's not different from every other guy that fights in boxing. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Right? Majority of these guys come from that lifestyle. Well, you need that extra edge, right? That extra something inside of you, you know? Yeah. Come from poverty, usually the better fighter. Not always, but in the most, most Most cases. I mean, if you ever think about every guy that you ever heard an interview from, I was poor. Nine of us lived in one house. Right? Like I mean, yeah. they all have pretty much the same story. Some of them are a bit more tragic. Some are very tragic. There's a few guys like Floyd Mayweather, whose dad was a boxer. He kind of had a little bit. I wouldn't say a silver spoon, but he wasn't poor. You know what I mean? So there is exceptions, but for the majority, you are right. Right. I mean, it's unfortunate, but that's kind of like what the prerequisite prerequisite is to be a boxer. You have to be poor, live in the hood, or in the projects. Or, or mm-hmm. in the housing unit, and, and yeah. you know, that's your lifestyle. All right, let's move on to the next match. Jojo Diaz against Bernard Perez. Um, I was shocked a little bit. I didn't think Perez was going to beat him. That was an upset. You? It was, yeah. It was, uh, that was the, this is the Golden Boy card, card you're talking about. Yeah, I know yeah, it on was. Thursday. Uh, it's good. Yeah, on Thursday. It's good to see upsets like this happen because you don't always want the favorites to win because then it's boring, right? Plus, is your favorite fighter, but uh, that was not a bad card either. Actually, it wasn't as good as a top rank card. But, no. um, you know, De La Hoya is trying and he's trying to put exciting fights together. He's got Haney versus Garcia coming up. Huge fight. That'll be the number one paper of the year, maybe. 
unless Usyk and Fury can beat him, that's going to draw a huge. Garcia is huge. But yeah, I know. I thought the Golden Boy card was solid, and uh, Perez uh, came out to fight, man. Well, Perez came out to fight. Now, here's the thing. I think uh, one thing that that you know a lot of people got to pay attention to is that knockdown after the bell, throwing him through the ropes, cost him a point. So that didn't help. Which it he, should. That's a good ref. I like how the ref. No, did no, that. no. Right, and so you know that cost him the point as well. But I mean, if we look at the fight, I went back and watched it again. I watched it a couple of times, and the one thing I did notice that Diaz was landing more of the accurate shots, but I think the output and the volume. That 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 Perez put out is what led to the victory, right? He has I looked mean, good too, like you said. He was he had pin pinpointing his shots a little bit better. He's more accurate, but but here's the, the judges thing. didn't see it that way. But so this is the funny part. So what we have in one fight where the guy was landing the more accurate shots and everything ended up winning, but on the other side of the ledger the night before, the guy landing the accurate shots ended up losing. Ended up losing, yeah. Right. So I mean. And I guess it all kind of comes down to who who's kind of watching the fight. Man, never leave it in the hands of the judges, right? I mean, you no, got you it. never know they're going to see it. As cliche as that sounds, I mean, it, it's a given, right? And you know, when we go into this preview that we're going to go into next, I mean, the same thing could be said there: uh, location, 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 and you know, it's what it all really kind of comes down to. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, at the end of the day, I I, I just I, I thought it was a good fight. I thought it was fun. I think Prez lost, or I think Jojo lost Perez. his cool a little bit, man. You know, I mean that that, cool. that cost him. And you know what? Maybe he would have won the fight if he didn't push him. Maybe it would have been a draw. So it was not. Maybe it would have been a draw, right? Like I would have been okay with the draw as well. But I had no problem with Perez winning. I think that, like you said, it shakes up the shakes it up a little bit it puts mm. diaz in a spot where he has to think okay what do i have to do now how do i have to do to be a better boxer because this you know wasn't the right formula and all credit to Perez, man i mean the guy just came in and he kept punching and punching and punching oh, yeah. just went kind of like one of those guys in those money machines where you stand there and the wind blows and you try to grab as much as you can that that's what i looked at when i when i saw Perez fight man but overall great fights to 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 for last week i had no problem with any of them i thought it was fun yeah free fights watch them while you can and golden boy and top rank but i'm decent cards well top rank card is way more exciting head to toe but the golden boy card wasn't too shabby either well if i'm looking at the future of boxing right now i mean top rank right now even over showtime even over the zone or or, or matchroom queensberry they got the best talent pool going right now man. absolutely absolutely right hands hands down all right, my friend. Um, very quickly, we're gonna get right into the next match here. Um, little, little Inui is gonna be defending against, and I can't find his name here right now. Erwin Ankes. Thank you, Ankes. Uh, these guys are gonna be going in Japan this Saturday. I guess Sunday morning for us, probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, a rare, a rare fight happening in Japan on a Saturday. These guys love fighting on Tuesdays and Thursdays for some reason. Um, this fight was supposed to happen in November, but Inoue had hurt his rib, and they had to postpone the fight. So here we are. This match is finally going to go down. WBO title on the line. Your initial reaction to it, and who do you think is going to win, or is it too early? No, 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 no. This is going to. This is going to be a good fight. Um, He's in the shadow of his brother, right? So we always call him Inoue's little Inoue, right? But actually, he's a pretty decent fighter. He actually is favored here at minus 270. 
minus 275. Um, it's going to be a good fight. I mean, anyways, 18 and one, he's got four KOs in 2013. He was all the hype. He was the ring magazine prospect of the year. So five straight wins, but it's only a second world title fight. This is the thing. Jerwin, he's on a 21 fight unbeaten streak. He's won the IBF title. He's had nine title defenses. Anyways, only had two title defenses, two world title fights. Sorry. So, I mean, you know, I'm looking at all the odds, looking at how this is going to break down. I'm calling Jerwin in the upset at plus 225, which means if you put $100 down on Jerwin, you win $225. I think Tacoma is going to lose this fight. I got Jerwin winning a decision. I just think he's 21 fights. He hasn't lost. He's a, I think he's just a little more been in there with better caliber, a little more talented. He's stronger. Um, so I love a new way. I love his brother. But uh, Jerwin's got this fight. And uh, yeah, Jerwin, bet, bet Jerwin. If you're going to bet, he's going to pay off good. He's an underdog. He's going to win this fight. It's too yeah. much experience. He's too hot. He's too hungry. Yeah. For me, I look at it this way. So first off, Jerwin, uh, he's he's a great body puncher. He loves working the body, right? So he has something right there to work with. I think the question coming into this fight is how, how good are his ribs going to be? Are they going to still be tender? Is he fully recovered? And with, with the fact that, that German loves to punch the body, is that going to be a thing for him? Uh, the other thing that I look at here as well, like you said, where we're comparing the two brothers, now the little one, he doesn't have the power that his big brother no. does, right? No. So he's going to have to rely on a lot of different other skills in order to kind of even make a name here. I think the only thing, and I agree with you, I think German wins this. I really do. I just think experience and the fact that this guy is just so tough I, I think he can win. Twenty-one fight win streak and all the yeah and all the all of it. better this caliber is, of fighters too. Absolutely, but I think the only thing is he needs to end the fight before it goes to the judges. We're in Japan. This is a Nui country. It doesn't matter if yeah. you're big Nui or little Nui. Judges are judges. The fan base is the fan base. So I I feel that if it goes to a decision, unless it's close, it's going to go Nui. But he really, really has to put the pressure on. And uh, I, I'm hoping that he can get him out before that. But if not, he's going to have to do something very, very special in order to, to win this match by decision. Yeah, and I'm surprised the odds makers are giving a new way. He's a big favorite, almost a three-to-one favorite. They're not giving Jordan a lot of respect. But no, maybe they know something we don't know. But I still got Jordan for the win. So let's yeah, see same here, man. Same here. So, guys, I mean, here we go. We got two things to watch for the breakfast. You can watch this or you can watch that. I mean... Interesting Sunday here for people, man. I guess with no football now, they, you know, they, they kind of opens up the schedule for a lot of guys. Yeah. There's also one more big fight on the card, too. Santiago versus Nakatani. Yeah. Um, this is a good fight because Nakatani's undefeated and he's moving up three. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but it actually is in boxing. He's moving up three pounds here uh, to fight Santiago. This guy has so much power, Nakatani. He's 26 and 0, but got 19 KOs. So he hits heavy. Um, he is well, he favorite was, uh... here. Who to one? I, you know, I'm going to go Nakatani as well. I mean, in fact, I think I picked him as my knockout of the year. We, right? yeah, and we got we got the WBC bantamweight titles on the line here. I mean, Alexander Santiago, he's he's a good fighter too. He's 28, yeah. three and five. He got 14 KOs. His last 13 fights, he's 12 and one. Um, but Nakatani is undefeated, and he's so powerful. Um, this is a good fight. This is the co-main event. Uh, this is a pretty solid card, actually. So this fight, actually, think I think this fight is actually going to be more exciting. Um, than the Nakatani. new way, uh, fight, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, and I yeah, guess Nakatani's going to win this. I think he gets him out. Yeah, well, Nakatani, Nakatani, Nakatani coming off the knockout of the year, which, you know, not only did we give him that award, but a lot of big, you know, a lot of the other big um, 
you know, outlets did as well. Right. So, yeah. I mean, my only question is, is he going to sit back and wait for that power shot or will he work him? So that's the question that that's what I'm interested in. Is he going to be that's one it. of those guys who sits back and waits now because he knows he has the power and he's known for the power. I just wait for that one shot. If that's the case, I think this favors Santiago. If that's the case. Um, no, I don't, overall, I don't see not for Connie. I got an eighth round. So eighth round? Take him down. All right. Yeah, he's, he hasn't lost yet, but I could be wrong. You never know. I'll say Nakatani in 10. I'm going to go Nakatani in 10. Yeah. I'm coming off a 2 0 week from last week. So let's see if my predictions come true. To recap it, Nakatani round eight or before he gets Santiago out of there. I got Jerwin taken down in a new way in a decision. I know what you're saying. It's in Japan. He won't get the decision, but I think it's be such a lopsided fight the last few rounds that he's going to get it. So that's my prediction. Let's see if I keep my streak yeah, going. And, and, and I'm, I'm on board with you. I'll go 10 rounds with Nakatani. And I'm going to go German by decision, but he has to really, he can't give them a reason not to. You yeah. know what I mean? And that sucks for him. That really does. That puts more pressure on German, in my opinion. Yeah, should be a good card. It's pretty solid. All right, Matt. So we saw that the IBF is now saying that Boots Ennis has to defend his world title sorry, against Cody the Crippler Crowley, friend of the show, fellow Canadian, uh, perhaps on the May 4th undercard of Canelo and, and Charlo. Um, not official if it's not as Charlo yet, eh? Isn't that crazy? It's not sense? official. Who knows what he's doing, man? But I mean, he's I mean, fighting May 4th either way in Vegas. Yeah. And this could potentially be on the undercard, maybe the co main event of the night. It would be the co main event for sure. Yeah. Let's talk about it, man. Uh, so we've talked a lot about Cody Crowley. And, you know, the last time he fought was almost a year ago, leading or past a year. If It'll he, be 14 months and when he fights yeah. in May, which is way too long of a layoff for a guy that young. Yeah. For that young. But, you know, that also, we, we could say it, it's him. We could also say that it's the promotion not promoting him. Both. Um, it's a it's a combination of both. I know that Cody took a step back for a little bit. I'm glad that he's back. He's training and, you know, it's, it's paying off. I said and, it on the show and I, and I love the guy. I said it when he said he retired. I said he was full of crap. And I hate saying about the guys. I really do enjoy the guy. I got to call a ball, a ball, a strike, a strike. He was full of crap. Um, he was going to come back. He was just doing that to get the title fight. And I'm glad he did it because as soon as he retired, all of a sudden, he's back. He's got title fights. Whatever he did work, so good for you, Cody. But we knew it was bullshit. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to the fight if it does happen, right? When it does happen. I mean, he he's ranked number three by the IBF, right? So the WBC still won't give him a shot, which is interesting. So what's going on with those belts then, ultimately? Like, why is Terrence Crawford? He has not defended it. He's not done anything. You know, it's just kind of like, do something, bro. Like, yeah. Fair to the rest of the division. You're holding on to three belts, one already being taken away from you. And we're now we're seeing that one actually potentially, you know, getting into a fight. And I, I'll be honest, I still don't agree with how Boots got that title, man. It's not cool. Like you don't, no one should be mailed a title. You shouldn't yes, be declared a world champion. You fight for the title. Yeah, right? I don't agree with you either. But the breakdown basically between Boots and Cody, and I, and I hate to say this, you know, Cody's tough. But he is vulnerable. We've seen him. He's been knocked down. You know, he's been rocked. We've never seen that with Boots. Cody's got amazing cardio, but Boots technically more skilled. He's faster. Um, he's more athletic. And Cody will be a massive underdog in this fight. Maybe four to one, five to one underdog. No, and he I, hasn't I, fought when he fights a year and two months. It's too long of a layoff coming right back to get into a new title fight. He should well, have fought I think, in between. 
I think Cody Cody can have a chance here. And like I said, the one thing that I did point out from his fight against Abel Ramos when we were there watching it is that he comes in, and I have no problem with the guy coming in, moving forward, but throw punches while you're coming in. Don't eat shots while you're coming in, right? Well, you can't do it. If he does that against Booth, he's going down. Yeah, 100%. So, you know, it's unfortunate. I, I want wanna... Cody to win, and I'm sure he's so an honest breakdown. So is. do I. You know, I Boots really is do. is a favorite, and he will be the favorite for a reason. And Cody has a – it's going to be a long shot for him to win this fight. He could win it. Anything yeah. can happen, but uh, he's definitely the massive underdog. I, he's a massive underdog, and, you know, there is a lot going against him, against what Boots can bring to the ring, and I get that. But that being said, you have a guy who just got the title for free. Where's his mindset at? How is he going to come out and perform? This is, this is, this is a stepping stone for Cody. If he can win this fight yeah. to put his name on the map, um, he will go down as one. Of, he already is, is going to win. It's all said now. We have to we look back on it. But he'll go if he wins this fight against Boots and gets that belt or belts. He will be going down as one of the top three to four Canadian fighters of all time. And that's nobody's ever done for. that in this weight class as a Canadian. No, and, so this is his chance to make history. And like you know, we've been we've been clamoring on our show as well. It's just time for the Canadians to step up a little bit. We got some great prospects. I mean, we got. A couple of great prospects in the middleweight. Christian Mabilly, he's in the big fight. He yeah. actually might even fight. He wants to fight Benavides and all those guys. They're throwing his name in the mix. I'm not saying that he will, but yeah, Christian Mabilly from uh, from Quebec is he's yeah, he's out there. And then, and then you got Ryan Rosecki from 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 Nova Scotia, who's out there mm-hmm. as well. Uh, uh Clayton, another guy from Nova Scotia. Uh, but I mean, he lost the boots, and you know, he just finally had his first fight in Nova Scotia uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, I mean, you know, just, I don't know. We'll see where, where, where everyone kind of stands there. And I'm glad Cody deserves a fight. He's undefeated. He deserves this fight. I hope he wins, but he definitely has his, it'd be, I mean, let's be honest. Abel Ramos is here. Boots is here. They're not even on the same tracks here. I get it. I get it. But I mean, if you want to be successful, you got to move up your talent pool in order to get that name recognition. And I think Cody finally is getting that opportunity here. Yeah. Uh, so let's see what they do with it. The only, whole- the only crappy part is for, for people that want to watch Cody is even the Canelo undercard fight. When Canelo fights, seats are a thousand bucks. It was just like a, if somebody else headlining it, like even a Benavidez. Yeah. Okay. But when Canelo fights, the tickets go up. That's the only, no, that's the only crappy up. part for Cody. You know guys. what? It sucks for, for, for a lot of fans who may want to go there. But the reality is the publicity and the name that he's going to get from being there is going to help him immensely, right? Yeah. This could help him both inside and outside the ring in terms of name recognition and just getting other fights after this. So, you know what? Congratulations, Cody Crowley. We are cheering for you, brother. We want only the best for you. So, um at the same time, though, we have to say what we have to say, and sometimes it's not what we want to say, but we have to call mm-hmm. it like we call it. Yeah. But Cody Crowley, congratulations, man. I hope you come out successful, and we are cheering for you. Um, that Absolutely. all being said, brother, man, do we have anything that went down this day in boxing history? We do, we do. It is the one and only. These are pretty well-known fighters. There's a couple of obscure things that happen, but I try to, for the American history, try to say some names that people know of Canadian history is a little more obscure right um but yeah on this this week in boxing history Felix Tito Trinidad made his 13th title defense of the IBF welterweight title in a 12-round unanimous decision which he cruised through the fight against one of the best defensive masters of all time Sweet P Whitaker yeah um Tito put him down in the second round after that uh, Prunel was just a shell of himself he got destroyed by Tito he Ended up losing the decision 12 rounds, but once uh, Tito put him down in the second round, he took 
took his soul out, I guess you want, if you want to say. Um, and then Canadian history, um, I'll bring this one up. He's our most renowned heavyweight besides Lennox Lewis. George Chavalo, 1966. He fought. He actually fought Muhammad Ali in 1971 in, in uh, Pacific Coliseum. But this one is from 1966, Maple Leafs Garden for the WBC World Heavyweight title. Uh, Ali made easy work of him. 15 rounds, smoked him from pillar to post. But he still was in there. He still got to fight him. He held his own. But an easy win for Ali. But still, 1966. They did the Maple Leafs Gardens five years later or four years later, 1970, 1971. They did it at um, the Coliseum again. So George Chavalo, one of Canada's best boxers, second best heavyweight of all time, I guess, because you have to put Lennox Lewis number one, I guess. Um, so there it is, 1966, Ali and Chavalo, Maple Leaf Gardens. Maple Leaf Gardens, man. What a storied building. You know what it is now? Mm. No, what is it? It's a Loblaws. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I remember saying that. I heard that, yeah. I actually got to go to, I was living in Toronto at that time and I, I went, we were able to go see Toronto against LA at Maple Leaf Gardens uh, oh, nice. in their final kind of like one of the last few games that were being held there before the Air Canada Centre, I think that's what it's called now, yeah. um, was opened up. So Scotiabank Arena now. Scotiabank Arena, sorry. But I've been lucky, man. I got to go to the Forum before it shut down at least once, and I got to go to Maple Leaf Gardens. I didn't want to go to Maple Leaf Gardens, but it was a free ticket. I took it. Yeah. But, I mean, being a Habs fan, being able to go to the Forum before it closed down was great. Yeah, Um, cool. You know, it's unfortunate. A lot of people won't have that opportunity to experience that. But, man, those old rinks, something else. I know. They're cool. Proud. Not many of them left. Hard to sit in. Very scrunched up. But you could just smell the history, and you could smell all the things that ever went on in there, man, concerts, fights, hockey, you name it. Right. I mean, yeah. these teams held a lot of memories across the board. Chance Michaels, man, here we are. We've wrapped it up. We got four rounds in the bag. Great day, my friend. Beautiful. So let's wrap it up here and uh, let's get on with the weekend. So I say to you, happy Friday Eve. I'm Bobby Sampson. He's Chance Michaels. In the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And I leave you with this, everybody. It is the weekend. So if you're going to drink, if you're going to drug, go ahead. I'm not here to stop you or tell you anything. All I will tell you, and I'm sure Chance will tell you the same, just, just find a safe way home. Get home to your families because that's more important than anything else. And also, we want you back here for Tuesday to hear what we think of what went down on Raw and at the Elimination Chamber. And that all being said, guys, never doubt yourself. If anyone's doubting you, it's because they don't want you to succeed. Believe in yourself and believe in your journey and believe in your path and only surround yourselves with people who want you to win. That's all I got to say today. Well all said. right, guys? Yeah. Well said. Awesome. All right. On that note, Samson, Michaels, out. <laughs>